Hi everyone, welcome back to a new video. Apologies for this video being a little shorter than usual, but I hope you still enjoy it. And as always, if you have your own scary story you'd like to share, please send that over to southerncannibal.com. And without further ado, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. My name is Brooke, and I'm 15 years old. About several years ago at my old house, me and my brother would always play hide-and-seek as well as other outdoor games. On this particular day, I was home alone. I'd like to mention that I only have one sibling, and that would be my brother. Anyways, we were home alone and were bored, and we decided to play a couple of rounds of hide-and-seek. It was my turn to count, so I went upstairs to the bathroom to count while my brother was looking for a place to hide. As I was looking around, I went to the kitchen, and I then heard noises coming from the basement. As I went down to the basement, I had seen my brother down there hiding. Alright, I found you. Time to come out. He never came out. I ended up giving up because I thought he was just messing around or being stubborn. Right before I went back upstairs, from the small basement window, I had seen my brother outside. My heart immediately dropped as I felt like I was going to vomit. I then ran upstairs and went out to the backyard where I had seen my brother. Hey, your friend isn't over, is he? I said. Uh, no, he isn't. Why? He asked. I was just in the basement, and I could have swore I saw you down there. I said. My brother didn't believe me. I followed him to the basement to check because he thought I was teasing. As we looked down there, we looked around all over the basement. No one was there. We continued to look all around the whole house, and again, no one was there. My brother never believed me, and he still thinks to this day it was a prank. The following is a true story that happened on Halloween night of 1985. My mom was seven years old when she and her friends decided to go play hide and seek. For some context, the layout of where my mom used to live had four buildings with four units and a laundry room behind each one. My mom and her four friends, Jennifer, Maria, Carlos, and Toby, decided to play hide and seek. She was it and started to begin the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. Now, Jennifer was always the first to get caught because she never knew where to hide. Toby, who was the youngest of the group, was small and thin, and he always chose the best hiding spaces. He was known as the champion of hide and seek. As usual, my mom would always find Maria and Carlos hiding together in the same place. It was as if they shared the same brain or something. They were having a great time, and since it was Halloween, they decided that whoever found Toby first would win extra candy. My grandma came out of the apartment to let the group know that dinner was almost ready, and to head inside. Okay, mom, fine. We're just looking for Toby. 
Guys, we need to find Toby. It's starting to get dark, Maria told them. I wonder where he can be. It's been almost 30 minutes. You know Toby. He always has to be the winner of every game. Jennifer yawned. I'm hungry. Let's go back. Suddenly, sirens roared across the community as then police cars began to surround the neighborhood. This had alarmed my mom and her friends because they still hadn't found Toby. One of the officers approached my grandma and then explained to her what happened. We got a call that a local grocery store around the corner has been robbed by an armed gunman and he had fled the scene on foot. The first officer said, We believe that the suspect may still be in the area. His partner said, My mom started to explain to the officer that they are playing hide and seek and that their friend Toby was missing. This concerned the officer, but he offered to help us find Toby. As they started searching for him, the police officer found a cap. It was a worn out limited edition New York Yankees cap that looked like it had been used hundreds of times. He carefully slipped on his gloves and placed the hat in the back. As you can imagine, this made everyone else in the neighborhood very frightened as they knew that cab didn't belong to any of the residents. Toby's mom began to scream his name and was hyperventilating. Where's my son? She frantically asked. As the officer was about to explain, another officer asked all of the residents if anyone was doing laundry at the time and they replied no. What would make you think that any one of us was doing laundry? especially on Halloween night, asked Jennifer's dad, who was dressed as Pee Wee Herman. Well, I was just curious because I noticed that all of the laundry rooms were open and well lit, except for one, the officer replied. His partner immediately called for backup and then commanded all of them to stay away from the mysterious laundry room. The police officer forcefully knocked on the door. Is anybody in there? One officer yelled, We have the place surrounded. Please come out with your hands up. To everyone's horror, a tall, disheveled, pale-looking male with a sinister expression on his face then emerged from the room with a gun and hunting knife in his right pocket. Drop your weapons! The cops all shouted out simultaneously at the ominous and greasy individual. The man obeyed the officers and was taken away. What happened next is something that still gives my mom chills to this day. Toby emerged out of the laundry room, shivering with a terrified look on his face. It took him hours to even say one word to anyone. When we asked him what had happened, he began to explain then he decided to hide behind the washer and he was then startled to see a man rush into the room where he was hiding at. The man turned off all the lights and locked the door. He repeatedly mumbled to himself, I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna kill them all. I will not go down today. The whole encounter took place over 30 minutes, which seemed like a lifetime to Toby. He said that he had to hold his breath and that he became paralyzed with fear. To this day, I now understand why my mom has never let my brother and I play hide and seek. You never know who may come to invade in your hiding place.
this happened when I was about 10 years old. I'm 31 now. Please bear with me, as some of the details are a little foggy. I was spending the weekend at my best friend Ben's house. Friday and Saturday, Ben's parents were going to be out late. Now, Ben's older sister lives in the garage that's converted into a studio, which meant that Ben and I would have the whole house to ourselves. So, it's Friday. After school, Ben's father picks us up, and we went to the video store to rent some horror movies, then to the 7-Eleven to get us some junk food for our night. We had finished watching Scream 2, and we were about to watch The Wishmaster, when Ben then turned to me and said, Let's do something else now. I remember it raining that night, and Ben's parents telling us not to play out front, and to stay in the backyard. Well, that's exactly what we did. Ben and I really loved to play hide-and-seek in his backyard, since it was like a maze back there, with low-hanging lemon trees and a couple of paved walkways leading to the garage, as well as one leading to the back shed where Ben kept his pet iguana. Paper, rock, scissors, and Ben was the seeker as I went to go hide. Ben would count by the back door, and he would then start seeking after counting to 50. Then if I could make it back to the back door, which we called home free, then Ben would lose that round. Ben started to count, and I ran through the pouring rain to the back of the shed where I knew he wouldn't find me. I heard him yell, Ready or not, here I come. I kneeled down as much as I could, listening for him to get near, so that I could run to the porch and be home free. I could see the porch, but I couldn't see anything to the side of me. Well, a few seconds later, I heard him walking through leaves on the other side of the shed. The rain was now pouring. I knew that he couldn't see me, as it was way too dark. He got really close to the shed on the side of me where I couldn't see, and then he just stopped. I thought to myself, um, what is he doing? He's probably going to try and scare me, I thought. I then heard some kind of bag rustling and very heavy breathing. I then stood up when I heard Ben shout out. Alright, I give up. It's too rainy out here. Let's go back in. I could now see Ben and he was back at the porch. Without hesitation, I darted out as fast as I could from behind the shed and I heard someone laughing as I ran towards the back porch. I ran up the steps, running past Ben, yelling, Ben, hurry, let's get in the house. We then ran inside, and I locked the door. I then told Ben, Dude, did you walk over in the back of the shed? Ben looked confused, and he then responded back with, No, it's too muddy over there. But that's where I was hiding. I heard you walking in the back of the shed. I shouted. Uh, nope, it wasn't me, he said. But I know someone else is out there. I cried. I heard whoever it was creeping up on me, and then you yelled and I knew it wasn't you. Whoa, let's go see who it is then. Maybe it's my sister trying to prank us, Ben said. I didn't know for sure if someone was out there. We walked towards the shed, and Ben had switched the light on by the back shed. We didn't see anything. 
We then walked around the back of the shed, and still nothing. As we came back to the front of the shed, Ben had noticed footprints in the mud. Those are boots. Someone else was here tonight, he said. Look, look at that. He then pointed to the doorway that led to the back alley. Why is that open? There was a back alley that separated the house and each one had an entrance. What the hell? Ben yelled, walking towards the door. My dad always keeps this locked with a padlock, and I don't see a padlock. Ben then closed the door, with his face as white as a ghost. I want to go home, I said, as I then backed up and almost tripped over a backpack laying on the ground. What the hell? Whose is this? I asked. I don't know. Ben said as he then approached me. We opened it up and we found dirty clothes, a toothbrush, a comb, some prescription medicine, a couple of syringes, a bunch of credit cards, as well as a kitchen knife. I gasped as I then said, I bet you that belongs to whoever it was that was back here and they're going to come back for it. We both ran back to the house and locked the door and turned off all the downstairs lights and then went up to his room upstairs. We then hid under his bed for a couple of hours. I just kept saying that I wanted to go home. Every little sound we heard made us jump, not knowing if it was the house settling or something else. Ben's parents got home later that night and we told them what happened. They didn't believe a word we said until we showed them the backpack. Ben's dad just tossed it in the trash can. I guess there really wasn't much else they could do. I know they didn't call the police, but Ben's dad went out back and locked up the fence. We were told not to play by the shed anymore, and especially not past sunset. The next morning we got up late, and we went to the kitchen to eat. I noticed Ben walking towards the back door and staring. Then he motioned me to go over. I walked over, and we both just stared at the muddy footprints leading to the back door. We always talked about what happened that night. Both of us always wondering who was back there, what was he doing, and where did he go? But most of all, we always wondered what this guy would have done to us if he had found us. That thought still gives me the chills to this day. This happened well over 20 years ago, but I remember most of the details as all of the imagery was seared into my brain. Call it a core memory, if you will. I was around six to seven years old and living in a very quiet suburban neighborhood. My parents often entertained guests and drank beers in the kitchen all night long, and their friends would be the parents of two of my best friends growing up. We were allowed way too much freedom as kids, and we were often left alone for hours. Normally we'd be in the backyard playing since it was lit at night, and also enclosed by a tall fence, but it had really rained hard that day, possibly still raining at this time, and we weren't allowed out. So we tried to play hide and seek in my bedroom. We were not very inventive. To make the game harder, the seeker couldn't turn on the bedroom light and they had to rely on the hall light 
and the very dim stream light that comes in through one of my windows. As a hider, I immediately threw myself into the half dozen pillows on my bed and hoped that they would conceal me better than my other hiding friend. No idea where he ended up. Soon enough, I heard the door open and could just barely see the hallway light coming in from between the pillows. Way too many seconds passed without a sound, no rustling or signs of seeking, and I peek out from my hiding spot to find myself completely alone in the room. Strange, I thought. I didn't have long to rack my tiny child mind for long though, because almost immediately, my window caught my attention. There was a shadow, slowly crossing in between the streetlight and my blinds, and it was in the shape of a head, and a very distinctive long triangular shape, being held up as if to strike. I get absolutely freaked out, scramble off my bed, and I run into the kitchen, where I then see two of my friends looking equally scared and confused. But I also noticed that the adults were laughing their heads off, so I began to relax. It was clearly just a prank. <sighs> okay, you guys got me good. I said. Wait, who had the knife? I ask, as I realized that someone could have gotten hurt, since they were all pretty damn buzzed at this point. They stopped laughing immediately, and every single person stared in my direction. I don't remember the conversation particularly well, because my panic came back tenfold at this point. But apparently my other friend hiding saw the shadow in the window before he was able to hide and then sprinted out of the room, leaving me there all alone. Thanks, bud. He told the adults that he saw something in the window, but they didn't take him seriously. Just a kid's imagination as far as they were concerned. But as soon as I seemed to have corroborated the story, adding a knife into the mix, I was asked more questions while the husbands ran outside to see if anyone was out in the yard. Nothing was ever found outside. The area in front of my window was mostly just asphalt driveway, so there was no evidence of someone recently standing there. The small garden directly under my window did have footprints in it though, but the tipsy adults couldn't definitively say they weren't my parents' footsteps, and there were no muddy steps outside of the garden. The incident was again chalked up to a couple of silly kids hyped up on sugar or something, but my best friend and I still both remember what we saw to this day, and it was creepy as hell. 